I'm so sorry. Katka Sabo. Hey, so I've been in the US for a few years now, but um, I still can't really figure out all this talk about the privilege. You know, look at me. I'm white, tall, and woman, um, and wealthy, but I'm also an immigrant woman with a thick accent. It's like Jared Kushner and your cash-stealing neighbor share the same body. Wait, that is a stupid comparison, isn't that? Um, because those to do has something in common. Thank God both of them got fired. Well, I see that I'm wealthy, but by that I mean that I uh, can get coffee at Starbucks without keeping the cup for cash collection later. Um, is there anyone foreign in the audience? Right, right. Uh, so anyone from Europe? You're from Armenia? Where are you from? Ireland. Yeah, okay. I'm from. <laughs> well, I didn't expect that to get the biggest love, but thanks. What audience work going on? Um, so I'm from Europe. I'm from Prague, Czech Republic. Prague is known for a few things: beer, video games, and porn. It's like what every guy dreams of dying and waking up in. Prague is the world's capital of porn. And I see all your faces that you would be saying, and oh, there's so much porn shot in California, right? Like, forget it, Prague. But the porn in Prague, my friends, is different. California shot porn is sad. All those homecoming queens who didn't make it in Hollywood. In Prague, there are no other movies shot. It's porn or die. <laughs> Making it in porn in Prague is a plan A accomplishment. The stars are proud. Their grandmas are proud. Heck, if you make it to the top 10 most viewed list, you're going to get a statue in a civic center in your hometown. Being an immigrant is hard because from time to time you start missing the, the, the sound of your mother tongue. And lucky for me, I only need to turn up red tube. By the way, I learned it's dangerous to talk about mother tongue and red tube in the same sentence. I'm still figuring out why. Anyway, red tube, it's great for when I'm just homesick too. After a while, I start seeing some familiar faces. It's my version of revenge porn. Like the other day when I saw the girl my ex-boyfriend cheated on me with. Yeah, it feels good. Or the other day, look at you, my econ 101 professor. See, who's getting some D now? I was crying when I got my D from you. <laughs> ah, just kidding, no grudge. I was a straight A student. Thank you, that's all what I got. Kasabo, everyone! Hooray! All the way from Prague! That's very exciting. I've heard it's the Paris of the... Not Paris. All right, uh, you're next. The Paris of Europe. 
But the Paris is the Paris of Europe. <laughs> so, but I know they say something about it. Like, it's really beautiful. Okay. So, so maybe they're shooting porn in, like, the castles and shit. That's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, your next comedian runs a great show on Wednesdays at Devil's Acre in North Beach. Put your 6.30. Put your hands together for Dan Britton. All right, so we're going to try some new stuff today. All right. They say breaking up is hard to do. There's even a song about it. It's really not that hard to do. Getting dumped is hard. Like, especially after you invest so much in a person and you care about their well-being, for them to just be like, hey, I'm out. That's hard, right? Breaking up with somebody, much easier. Especially if you're in a toxic relationship, like... Imagine that you're dating somebody and they wake up every day and say, I keep having dreams about murdering your parents. It's like, you'd probably be okay getting out of that one. Okay, this isn't working. What am I going to do? Um, <laughs> I can either go to the next joke or I can think of the 18 scenarios that you would break up with somebody that I thought of this morning. Let's, okay, um... Sorry, guys. Sorry. You know what? I'm not even going to tell this joke. I'm I'm dumping my joke. I'm breaking I'll start up your. This joke. How about this? I'll start your. Dan, I'll start your time over here. Watch this. Just I just. It's this easy. Hold on. Hey, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Dan Britton! Oh, thank you. What a crowd. What an audience. A, a room full of white people. Great. They say breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> I disagree. Being dumped is hard, especially when you sacrifice so much time to be with that person and invest in them. It's tough to process. They're leaving you to go get tag-teed by the Carolina Panthers defensive line. <laughs> but if you're dating someone who continually spits tobacco in your hair, breaking up with them is easy. If you're dating with somebody who's extremely obese and they can't get off unless they sit on your face, it's probably in your best interest to break up with them. If you're dating somebody who can't get off unless you fuck them from behind in the kitchen while hitting them over the head with pots and pans, <laughs> you may be better breaking up with them and avoiding the inevitable jail time. If you're dating someone <laughs> and one day you're doing their laundry and find an article of underwear that says property of Adolf Hitler, you'd probably be well off breaking up with them. I'm sorry. If she's always telling you I keep having dreams about murdering your mother, you'd probably be okay getting out of that relationship. This next joke is about Berkeley. I like Berkeley. It's a beautiful place. I just don't want to live there because the people are disgusting. I always, <laughs> I always think people in Berkeley are like the tofu of humans. Like you're just some bland, white, gooey shit that I don't want anywhere that I go. 
I'm a total naturalist, but I'm more than willing to damage the earth if it means that I can <laughs> set your Prius on fire while you watch. <laughs> Sitting there in your fucking hemp t-shirts and your Birkenstocks. I gotta learn how to write jokes. So this last summer I went to Europe, went to go visit my family. And then I went to, uh, I went to Paris, and then I went to Amsterdam. When I was in Paris, I went to Victor Hugo's house. You know, Victor Hugo, storied author. He wrote Les Miserables, Hunchback of Notre Dame, a bunch of other things. And then when I went to Amsterdam, I went to Anne Frank's house. Uh, Anne Frank, you could call her a one-hit wonder, so to speak. A lot of people find that joke offensive. What I found most offensive is the Americans that were outside of Anne Frank's house taking a selfie like, oh my God, we're at Anne Frank's house. Smile. Like, oh, you guys didn't read the book, did you? This isn't a happy, smiley place. This is a little girl got killed place. Anyway, the last thing I'll say about Amsterdam is probably the best heckling job that I've ever done was heckling some of the prostitutes in the red light district. Because whenever I was walking down the street, they all stand there in the windows and they do these weird shows where like they point at you and they're like, you, come here. There's a person walking down the street with a dog right now. <laughs> you, come here. And then they'll like touch their tits and they'll be like this. And then I didn't know what to do, so what I started doing was like doing the same thing. So I would just walk past the windows and go like, ah! And all of the prostitutes were like, ugh. You know what it takes to make a prostitute in Amsterdam go like, fuck, man. Jesus. Anyway, go learn how to write jokes. I'll see you guys later. Keep your hands clapping for Dan Britton. I don't know if that was a set or your suicide note, dude. <laughs> that was. I was laughing so hard because you were reading. I was, that was very funny. I'm like, is he doing a character? What is happening right now? But still, I'm, I'm laughing, so that's good. That's you got one person tonight, and that was me, and that was great. I was cr I'm crying right now because I was laughing so hard. Uh, you're next to, I kind of at you, but I'm sorry. I'm so mean right now. I'm sorry. I'm never like this. I'm going through a nervous breakdown. Your next comedian, very funny and so sweet and wonderful. Put your hands together for Sam West. Yay! No, I was. You are. <laughs> All right, y'all. As high as it goes. All right. I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore without messing them up. Like today, I messed up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. I got so high, had my headphones turned up so loud, I didn't realize that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. Like, oh, fuck, man. Just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. My father was a single father. He was always there for me. Like, I remember one night, I caught the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my dad in terror. Daddy, daddy. And he came so fast. Sometimes I sit at home and wonder deep questions like, are carrots and pumpkins jealous that oranges won the color? I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you guys. I'm not good with the ladies. I'm not into things without strings attached. I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. 
I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I liked him, but he kept saying excessively kinky shit. Like, I'm a real boy. All right. I'm going to try. I'm going to hop around here. Try a few. I'm losing my eyesight. I think it's because I stare at screens all day at work, which is weird because I do construction. I don't even work on a computer. And that's how I know my porn addiction is getting out of control again. Context is important. Like if I tell you a story, but I start with the end, it doesn't make sense. Or it might make sense, but you don't get the whole thing. Like, like today on the way here, I went into a grocery store and said, hey man, can I get a job application? Sounds normal. But before that, what you don't know is I went up to the different employee at the same store and said, hey man, can I use the bathroom? He said, no man, employees only. I have a horrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see. My girlfriend says I should go to the doctors and get checked out for OCD, which drives me fucking crazy because it's not an alphabetical order. Uh, I'm from Vermont. Very white state, statistically the whitest. Darkest thing to come out of Vermont is grade A maple syrup. I catch myself being ignorant sometimes. I'm trying to learn, you know, keep with it. My girlfriend's progressive. She teaches me a lot some of the new acronyms and whatnot. I felt stupid the other day. Some guy said, hey man, do you like Tupac? I said, Tupac, I love them. They're my favorite. He said, hey dude, Tupac's a rapper. You know that, right? I felt so stupid because I thought he was talking about transgender Ukrainian people of color. I'll leave you all with this. One last silly, silly willy joke. My mother tried to commit suicide when she was younger. She got real drunk, started driving her car, speeding around, crashed into a tree, walked away unharmed, and about a week later found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy that stands in front of you today. Which makes me wonder, had she known she was pregnant, would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> Keep your hands clapping for Sam West, yay! Yeah, comments, do, go ahead, do comments. Go run up there. Run up to the microphone. I love that you're so silly. I love the silliness. I like the last joke a lot, that was really funny. I also wrote down, uh, come on Pinocchio, let's turn those strings to ropes. Or something oh. like that. <laughs> So, I don't know. You kept talking about strings. I thought for sure you were going to make a rope joke somewhere. Yeah, S -S 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 some, some, yeah some SM joke. Yeah. <laughs> tie me up, tie me down. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say you can go more hardcore into the Pinocchio joke. I feel like you kind of glance over it like you're afraid to do more tags on it. But he could say just a, like, ex you're saying excessively kinky shit. Like, you could have a couple examples of excessively and like he mentioned yeah shibari would be a great puppet rope sex joke oh you thought that'd be kind of good good work sam on the thinking uh but you already talk about your dad coming so yeah is that before or after is that before or after the pinocchio joke that you talk about your dad coming underneath your bed it's before okay that, if, anyways, uh, everybody clap for Sam. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
your next comedian. We have a couple left. Um, thanks for everybody staying. It's really kind and wonderful and supportive when you stay and laugh at each other's jokes and stuff and pay attention. It's good because then people won't go uh, write that suicide note. Uh, your next, <laughs> uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Nick Holke. Yay. Thank you. What's up, gang? Um, forgot the first thing I was going to say. Hang on. Oh, DMT. That's all I want to talk about. Damn, that, that, actually, that actually wasn't a joke, but that worked out pretty well. Is everyone familiar with what DMT is? Okay, yeah. The drug your brain releases when you die. And now people do it, like, for fun. And... I know, like, I have a friend who has a DMT vape pen. That just seems like too casual a way to talk to God, you know? I feel like you need more steps. Like, he used to have to see a shaman, do a dance. Now, you just need a nicotine addiction and a friend who went to Burning Man who doesn't label their stuff. You're about to spend your smoke break having a one-on-one with the Lord. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you guys remember chat roulette? <laughs> Everyone, no one needs a yeah refresher course on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so in my teens, there was a time when I went on chat roulette <laughs> a decent amount, and it's not what you think, but it's also not not what you think. So, in my teens, so I was like terrified of girls, but obsessed with them. And I was sort of in this weird, like self-inflicted sexual purgatory where I just didn't talk to girls. I came back from a party shit-faced. I was like, I want to see what this chat roulette's all about. And uh, I'm going on it and it's just dick, 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 cute naked girl. Cute. What? That. And she was... She was real. And she waved. And I waved. And she's like, do you want to see me come? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then she masturbated. And then I didn't want to be rude. So I joined. And for a sexually starved 16-year-old, that was the fucking... I had a new hobby. That was it. That was the greatest day of my life up to that point. I would get shit... Anytime I got drunk, I would come home fire up chat roulette. What I didn't know is that first time I had like, that was like a lucky break. Normally it could take like an hour and a half of just taking dicks to the face until I finally found who I was after. It was like, have you ever tried to catch like a really rare Pokemon and every step you take, it's just Zubats over and over again. Like that, except the Zubats were dicks. I think Zubats are worse, honestly. Dicks don't have supersonic. That's a, that's a deep Pokemon cut. How to say you had your sexual awakening on chat roulette without saying it, using a Pokemon metaphor to try and explain it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That went, yeah, about how I thought it would go. That's kind of all I wanted to say. Uh, thanks, everybody. 
Nickelke, everyone. Off to go I, catch them all. I, I will take a note. Is that like chat if that chat roulette story actually could be funny? Or is it like weird? I thought, okay. I thought the chat roulette was charm. I thought that was charming, like your first naked girl. And that's, I think that's like cute and kind of innocent and fun. But like, I, I mean, I'm like Pokemon. What the fuck is he talking about? So, <laughs> but that's just, I'm an old lady. So I'm not part of your, I mean, I'm not the audience. I'd just be like, ugh, Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, but will enough people, I feel like that's kind of specific. Are there enough people, did only he understand Zubat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's and fair. If you, maybe if you have a tag to that, you were 14 or 15, or how old were you saying you were? Uh, 16. Six, so, but see, because then you're still kind of too old for Pokemon. No, but because mm. the innocence of... No such thing, Pam. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if yeah. you were 14, if you were saying in this, if, if, if in this story you were 14 and you leave out the getting drunk part and you just make it about the innocence of, like, your sexual awakening and that you're just like, and I found, you know, and take out the drunk part and then, and then it's the innocence part in that you're 14 and then okay. that Pokemon thing makes sense. Because I can be like, that's so sweet. He's like 14 in the Pokemon joke. Oh, but when you're 16, it's like, uh, no, that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty specific to Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, it's just find your Pokemon audience. You... Okay, cool. Thank you. Clap your hands together, buddy, for Nick Hulkey. Yay! <laughs> no comedians left. Your next comedian, super funny, has, a, like, always just dressed to the nines. Put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay! Thank you. Um, you know, I don't usually get into the Christmas spirit, but um, I will this year. Um, every year I have a little tradition I do that I don't do with anyone else because I don't have anyone else. Um, and I make wreaths. I like making wreaths. I give, I give out wreaths to my friends and, and, and loved ones. Um, because really, I think a wreath is the most beautiful way to deal with yard waste. But um, I... My favorite thing about Christmas, though, is something I get to do between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I've been doing comedy for four years, and every year it gets a little bit more intricate. And I hope that you'll enjoy a Christmas song. Just hear those homeless beggling, panhandling too. Come on, it's lovely weather to ignore them together with you. Oh, they may scream and holler and beg for a dollar or two. But I've got lots for sparing, but I ain't sharing with you. Get on up, get on up, get on up, let's go, you stinking hobo. 
That rifle on the wall is not for show. Get on out, get on out, get on out. Can't stand that dick on your hand. Get off of my stoop, cause it's not your poop. Encrusted crack headland. Fuck, I had this part. Sorry. Damn it, there was a whole thing about... There's lots of beds and shelters and resources with the city. But I work too damn hard and my taxes are my charity. There it is. Oh, hear those homeless beggling a panhandling handling too. Come on, it's lovely weather to ignore them together with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's funny um, because they are currently very cold. And I spend all of my time inside of structures insisting that we turn the heat down. Um, because, damn it, I look really good in this jacket, but it's fine. It's fine. You might wonder, Colin, why are you so hostile to the homeless? Well, because they're pretty fucking hostile to me. Um, a few weeks ago, a homeless man on the bus called me a filthy faggot. Which seemed rude. And very uncalled for. How can you think that you're better than me when you're on the same bus? But ultimately, um, the joke was on him because later, and I promise you this is a true story, the joke was on him because later, that very same evening, I slept indoors. Now who's filthy? Baggett. Um, I, have, uh, I have gotten flack. I've gotten flack recently because I've written a lot of jokes about killing homeless people. Um, but I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself, and I'm still here, keeping my neighbors awake with my screams of terror in the night. Uh, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about my mental health. I don't want to get into it. Um, <clears throat> which leads into another song about where my comedy comes from. You'd better not ask. You'd better not pry. To think of the past will just make me cry. I was molested by a clown. There were no balloons, but there was a cream pie. He said if I talked, he'd tell him I lied. I was molested by a clown. I still see him so clearly. His nose was like a grape. His lawyers were so goddamn good. Legally, I was not raped. Hey, you better not ask. You better not pry, because to think of the past would just make me cry. I was molested by a clown. Everybody sing, I was molested by a clown. And now I'm on a stage making people laugh with a horn. The cycle of clowning continues. Thank Colin you. Braun. Good night. Yay, Colin Braun. Yay. Props and wonderment. Yay. Wow, that was a lot of Christmas spirit. I don't know. Um, that was great. Do you do you do that every year? You make like a little sketch, a little sketch. I love. I mean, I loved it. I love that song. It, it's fantastic. Uh, I love. You're inspiring. You're inspiring. 
Your next comedian, everybody, put your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Hi, guys. Um, on my way over here, a guy told me that I looked like if Rose the Riveter didn't give a fuck about the war effort. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we can do it, but why bother? <laughs> you know. uh, my gynecologist follows me on Instagram. Is that normal? <laughs> so whatever she saw down there made her think, I got to know what this woman's personal life is like. She actually DM'd me yesterday and was like, girl. I was like, yes, doctor? She was like, today I had to lift someone's fupa out of the way to be able to get in there. I was like, I don't know a lot about HIPAA. <laughs> Unless you're telling me this is a service you provide, in which case there's no way my insurance can afford that. Please stop messaging me. Is this not relatable for all the gentlemen in the room? <laughs> Your gynos don't message you? You're lost. Um, my mom is Arab, but I know that I'm a white woman because of how I marvel at string lights. You could put string lights on a dumpster and I'd be like, how do I make reservations? <laughs> I feel like... I feel like men who are tall are a lot like restaurants that have string lights, you know? Like, I always have to ask myself, is this a nice place, or does it just have string lights to distract me from what's really going on? <laughs> you know, what's really happening here? You know, like, you see a restaurant across the street, and you're like, oh my god, it's so charming. Look how nice. And then you get in there, and you're like, how many people have put this fork in their mouth? <laughs> Doesn't even taste good, but I feel rude not to swallow. <laughs> Don't insult the chef. Um, I Okay, here's a story for you to hate. I went to Peru when I was in high school for a high school trip. And when I was there, I got typhoid fever. And I think of typhoid fever the same way I think about my grandma. Like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> what are you doing here? You're ruining my time with my friends? But when I came home, they had to keep testing me for typhoid. And the way they test is they test your poop. So every week, I had to poop into a Tupperware. Not, and not just like a, like a regular Tupperware, not like a medical one. And then deliver it to the hospital like a fucked up DoorDash. <laughs> and then one week, my dad offered to deliver it for me. So I hand him the goods. He goes on his merry way. Uh, he, take, he gets to the parking lot, takes one step out of the car, drops the Tupperware, it bursts open on impact, and scatters my poop across the parking lot like he was fertilizing the asphalt. And then he takes the lid and just scoops it back in, stick stones and all, and then hands it over with no explanation. <laughs> they call me the next day like, ma'am? Typhoid is the least of your concerns. You are shitting rocks. <laughs> um, I, I went home for Thanksgiving. I live in New York. And on the flight back here, these two guys got into a fist fight on the flight. Thank you. And um, they were really going at it. There was a younger guy and an older guy. The younger guy was like really wailing on this guy. He was getting pummeled. And no one was doing anything about it. No one reacted. I was like, oh my god, somebody <laughs> yell world star. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, OK, I'm going to end on one last thing that hopefully you like, because 
these are all killing. Um, okay, uh, have you guys heard that um, your dentist can tell if you've given a blowjob? No? No one's heard that? Okay, well, I recently found out that your dentist can tell if you've given a blowjob by how well you're blowing them. <laughs> yeah. My dentist was like, you have not done this before. <laughs> like, okay, you're the one that said you like teeth. <laughs> Is that my fault? All right, thank you guys. <laughs> Yay, clap your hands together for Sophia Barrow. Yay. We have a couple comics left. Uh, it's Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine! Yay! I know you'll all be wondering why I did this when you find this. Just know that I loved you. Oh, shit, wrong. wrong you guys think you're having it rough. I found out that Pam's afraid of me because I'm a fat person. Fucking, <laughs> it's been a fun day. Like, I'm afraid of my fat. I didn't know everyone else was afraid of it. It's going to kill me, not you guys. Like, don't worry about it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if you can tell f over the radio how fat I am. Um, it's okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fine. Uh, you know, I, they're like, oh, just spell it P-H-A-T. You're fat, but with a P-H. Oh, great. The only way to make fat a larger word is a fatter word than the original. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I... I'm a little overweight, you know, but people are judgmental. Um, I'm like, I'm what I would like to call a survive a long winter American. Uh, because, you know, I've been putting on pounds. People are like, oh, no, I got to work on my beach body. In a nuclear winter, the beaches go first. You can't go. You got to work on your bunker body. You know, that's how it works. You know, you were doing leg day and I was doing chicken leg day. And you were doing Pilates and I was eating pie a lot. And, and Pam has an eating disorder. But when I go to a restaurant, you know, I'm eating disorder. I, I, I ordered it and goddamn, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. Uh, people, oh, just take 10,000 steps a day if you don't want to be fat. So I take 11,000 plus steps a day, and I realized that uh, people in Narcotics Anonymous really need to work on their endurance. Ooh, you can't do t can't 12, can't even do 12 steps, and you're doing heroin again. I did 13,000 steps. I could have quit heroin so many times today. Uh, oh, just watch what you eat. Oh, I don't know what you eyes closed eating the dark motherfuckers do. That's how I eat everything. I watch it and then I eat it. I can't do. Ah, the bowl of soup. You see how dangerous that is? You burn your fingies. Uh, so when people try, when you're fat and you have friends, they try to defend you when other people call you fat. They're like, he's not fat. He's just big. Bones. 
he's not fat, he's just big boned, in case there's people that are far away and they need to know. Uh, and that's actually the worst thing you can say about a fat person, because that means that none of this can get any better. I'm just a fucked up skeleton. I got big bones, 0% body fat, 100% a medical mystery and a problem. Uh, I can't go on keto. I need a bone saw and four and a half months off work. Uh, I don't, Denise isn't here anymore, uh, but I am a testament that her unemployment diet does not work. <laughs> you just stay fat and poor. <laughs> Both. Uh, I'm gonna die someday. It's probably not from being fat, though. People are like, oh, cigarettes will kill you. Cigarettes are gonna be what gets you. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, probably, but you know what else could kill me? Fucking anyone or anything for any reason at any time. I don't know you people. Not really. One of you could be like, oh, today's the day my father was murdered 25 years ago by a dick joke. I swear the first dick joke I hear, did he just say the wiener takes it all? Oh, <laughs> Oh, man, that really makes me want to go into a bank and be like, this is a robbery. Bang, 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 bam, we were doing a thing and you fell apart on me. You fell apart. Okay. This is a robbery. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, man. Oh. And I just want you all to know that it's not your fault, even though it may seem that way. <laughs> Spencer Divine, everyone. Spencer Divine. That was, that was amazing. Uh, well, I if I think everyone's gone. I can go up and say things, but it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Pam Benjamin. Yay! Pam, yay! I don't know how to turn up the music. I'm going to use this mic because I, every time Spencer gets up, that mic is like so it's wetter than my pussy has ever been. It's just too, too moist. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's nice that you're here. Uh, thanks for being here. Today, I'm having, I'm having a rough time, so this might be more uh, therapy than anything else, but San Francisco has changed so much, and I'm kind of pissed off about it. Like, I was in the fucking holiday mood. Right? I was in the fucking holiday spirit, full of turkey, feeling good, and I was at a stop thing, and this guy looks at me, and we had a moment, and I said, happy holidays, man. And then he said... I'll give you $10 to make out with me. San Francisco, what the fuck? So I said back to him, I was like, why did you have to make that moment gross? Ew. And like 10 bucks. 10? Is this what I'm worth? Really? 10? This is all you have? Is it? it so I was so offended. I mean, I've been propositioned for sex work on the street like 15 times in the past three months. I don't know why. I give off the sex worker vibe. Is that what's happening? 
For me, I don't know what's happening with age. I don't know the perception of people when you get older. They're like, I guess I have to pay for. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I, I haven't. I haven't had sex in so long. I'm just like, ugh. Do you even? Is that what menopause is? You just, you just you pause on. There's no more men. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's hard to be old. It's hard. I mean, I'm supposed to be happy. It's really hard to be likable. That's the thing, you know. Like in, Richard Pryor said uh, one time, like before he got on stage, "What do you want?" He goes, "I just want him to like me." And like that's really all I want is people to like me. And then, uh, when they don't, it's just the worst. And then one day, some days they do, and then you're like, and then some days they don't, and then it's like, what? How do you not? I mean, and I just don't have the money to pay for Prozac. Is that how you do it? Like, is it just? Is it through the miracle of modern medicine that all of you don't cry every day on the bus? Is this, what magic are you wielding? Uh, no, I seriously, I, I, where, do you, where do you cry alone? <laughs> you don't, you never cry? Oh, everywhere, okay, I prefer the bus. I like it because it's public, but it's also private. Because no one's gonna fuck with me because I'm on the bus. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck. There was a person on the bus today just going like, trash <laughs> it kept saying it over and over trash and i was like i'm not even gonna respond okay there was a kid in the back of the bus and i didn't know he was a kid I, i'm sitting there i'm minding my own fucking business and i hear the kids are, and one kid goes i came on her chest so hard i knocked the wind out of her and i turned around and it's like a 15 year old filipino boy like are you fucking what porn are you watching sir you did not make that lineup you stole it from somewhere fucking plagiarism thought plagiarism anyways i was pissed at the children the bus is gross i can fucking cry on it thank you i not that i want to be crying because then they're like people are like who is that scary old woman crying <laughs> it's so funny to be it's so fun to be in a nervous breakdown the problem is i'm not drinking right now i'm just being my i'm not on like i mean i'm smoking pot but i'm not on any drugs so it's <laughs> no, i mean <laughs> I'm not even drinking and I'm crazy. And I keep doing crazy ass shit that I'm like, fuck. So I kind of want to start drinking again a lot because I'm like, I did crazy ass shit when I was drunk and then I just didn't remember it. Now I remember everything and it sucks. Like I fail over and over and I'm mortified and humiliated in front of all of my peers like every other day. And I'm just like, I'll remember it. <laughs> no, just because the other side to this is I have a photographic memory. So, ah, I can do all of your jokes. And Lauren said to me the other night, she was like, imagine if you just thought about your own jokes. And I was like, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, hold on a second. What's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. I don't know. All right, that's my time. No, okay, bye, everybody. Thanks for being here.
And the count now is one and one to Jackie Robinson. Billy Panic. That's another manic depressing. Adolescent stares at death. Now what's left when there ain't no God and a whole lot of pride? It might be a homicide. So let the drama slide. We don't want no problems, big. Get your name in the obituary column, shit. Cause life is too short and it just gets shorter. I wish I had a quarter for all my people they slaughter. Last year alone in the dead zone. Walk straight, but don't walk late. Cause I'm coming with a hate only made from what it made me. Cause nobody ever played me. Now it's only getting worse. Buckshot and ace in the land of the waste. Kicking you in your face. We be doing it up Brooklyn style. What does it take to get you out? My mentality is getting iller, killer. Instinct is trying to infiltrate, but wait. I know you want to enter, but I can't let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the hill till then play the building. I mean literally when I say I make a killing. For my cipher, see I'm feeling the buster pipe. Original heads represent the Brooklyn all night. Do or die, I'm saying this you or not. Bring your click, so we can get stoned like family slide. Need to see I in the bush. Biting the team, rocking the rock, giving the push. We did it like that and now we do it like this. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss. And just think about the steel in your fist. It's just an extension of your arm. It's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm. Can I drop the bomb? Oh, yes, I can. Move with the grooves, move like Gigi Dan. Who is the man? That kid there. Who is the chick with the pick in her hair? Angela or uh, Davis, and we roll like Avis. Rent a car, kid, there you are. You know where to find me whenever you need me. If you know the app, follow the path to the land of the aftermath. But don't frolic in the mix, crazy-ass Brooklyn kids. Cause they always throwing a body on my lawn. I'm getting a rock while I'm without a collar. Get off my block, boy, and give me a dollar for the trouble. Or get blown up like a bubble. Now let's take a sec to think back. Of the 7-0, but Brooklyn was the place to go. Flow on a journey up the crown heights. Habits feel, feel the real, the real on your life. Right, individuals live in the PJs. DE will check my DJ. Hey, play what I wanna play in the day. But in the night, I feel the right. Took the left, Bucktown, Brooklyn, break it down. Head from state to state, travel as I unravel the rate. How it tap Scott and Sutter. I remember way back in the days playing hot piece of butter. Brother, if you want another lesson, Session. Take it back, blacksmith and wrestling. Press your luck, you get stuck by buck for your bucks. Master Ace has the taste for ducks and duck sauce. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones, sticks and stones. While I kick some ancient homes through your domes, act with back to attack your homes. So tip, can I flip? Yes, you can. I'm in the world war with Muhammad, my man. Feels so good to be a Brooklyn Dodger. <laughs> What's happening to rerun and Roger? I think I seen him wearing Timberlands and running down the block from Dwayne, and Dwayne had a Glock. Cause he be selling rock for the Partridge family. And Ruben Kincaid drives a 300E. And he be pimping Chrissy from Three's Company. Plus he stuck Mr. T for all his jewelry. This is the 70s thing from the days when kids didn't act so crazy. Brooklyn. 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 Br
It is six o'clock. It is time for the happy hour open mic, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the airwaves, streaming live through the internet. No FCC regulations, so if you hear some fuck swears, that's probably going to happen. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm in .sf. And uh, all the comedians are late tonight, except for one who is far, far down on the list. So that's interesting. Um, But they're outside, and we'll see when they decide to come in. And we'll get the show started when we have uh, at least a quorum. I want to have at least five comics here, otherwise it just doesn't seem like an audience now, does it? So until then, enjoy some of the Crooklyn soundtrack like it because it's mixed and varied and we have a mixed and varied group of comedians here tonight on mutiny radio
right, it's time to get started here at the happy hour. A lot of comics haven't made it, and I heard that there was bad traffic. Oh, okay, great. I'm so glad you're here, because we got to get started, because I have places to go tonight. I got things to do. Uh, All right, so we do four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. I try to do it on a punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. Ian Langland. Kidding. Okay, I gotta do this. Hey, what's up, everybody? How we doing? Lord, I'm cold. Whose nipples are hard? There we go. I like that. Thank you, sir. We got two uh, Mark Neuers outside. That's good. That's that's Mark Neuer if he stays on the path he's on right now. From a distance, I was like, are there two of him now? That's wild, bro. Anyway, God bless those two out front. I'll get to a joke. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm I'm trusted too easily. I don't know what it is about me, but uh, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like something something about me makes people want to say things to me that I never wanted to know. Like I feel like I draw people's uh, they get they get disarmed around me. First day working with this guy. Is this on? It is okay. First day working with this guy, our first day together, we were getting something explained to us by a female coworker, and uh, the moment, wait, <laughs> is it okay now? Okay, good. Let's calm. Let's go back. Anyway, I'm trusted too easily. I was working with this guy. It was our first day working together, and we were getting something explained to us by this female coworker. And the moment she walked away, he stopped, he turned to me, and he goes, hey, man, between you and me, I'd tap that. Now... I think he should have kept that between him and him, in my opinion. I didn't want to know that at all. Now I gotta walk around with the burden of that knowledge. That sucks. I don't want to know these things. I don't know what it is. I, I just exude trust, I guess. You know how many women will leave me their drink when they go to use the bathroom at the bar? Too many, in my opinion. Too many. They don't know who I am. Maybe I'm dangerous, okay? I'm not, but maybe I am. Maybe this six one Stranger Things character has a trick up his sleeve, is all I'm saying. You don't know me. You don't know my story. The truth is, though, they're right. They're right. I'm going to fucking guard that drink with my life. That is the truth. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing I'm going to do the drink is maybe I'll pop an Alka-Seltzer in there if their tummy hurts. That's it, though. That's all I'm going to do. Um, cool. Uh, did anybody see that, uh, that Beatles documentary that came out a year ago? Did anybody watch that? Any Beatles fans? No? Yes? Uh, very interesting documentary. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was cool. You got to see the Beatles craft their final album together. It was amazing. Uh, but I felt like the scenes were very repetitive. Every scene was just John, Paul, and George sitting on the floor together crafting these beautiful songs. And then it was just Ringo in the back not participating at all. And I was like, why doesn't Ringo have a say in any of the songs that are being made? And I got an idea. I think when the Beatles took time off and they went to India and they dropped a bunch of acid, I think it changed their brains. And I think out of that experience came three musical geniuses and one retard. Now, if you're thinking which one is it, it's Ringo, that's for sure. Come on. I know what you're thinking. Whoa, 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 Ian, you can't use that word. You can't suck it, say that word. It's okay, all right? You can't tell by looking at me, but I also play the drums. So I could say whatever I want about Ringo. Tell me I'm wrong, okay? Tell me, you know what his two most famous songs are? Octopus's Garden and Yellow Submarine. Tell me that's not an autistic kid going through an aquatic phase is all I'm going to say, you know? 
the lyrics they're not even clever it's just what he sees it's just the sky was blue and the sea was green really really good songwriting there Ringo you really put your heart and soul into that one my favorite Ringo lyric I can't confirm that he wrote this but I feel like he did you know the song I am the walrus there's that line that goes cuckoo kachoo that's Ringo all fucking day they're writing the song they're like, hey Ringo, you you wanna you wanna wanna add something? He's like, cuckoo cuckoo, and they're like, fuck, all right, I guess we'll we'll keep it. The name of the documentary it's called it's called Get Back, and I think it, they called the documentary that because that's what they would say to Ringo every time he suggested a new song. That's what they would say to him. He'd be like, hey guys, I've got this new song. It kind of goes like this: Kelp, I need somebody. Kelp, not just anybody. And they're like, get back, Ringo. No more ocean shit. All right, shout out to Pam for that last tag. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Yay. Yeah. Kelp. I need somebody. Kelp. Kelp. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Mark Neuer. Is it this one? It's Mike either check. One. It's the other one. It's Hello. either one. It's either one. Oh, we're getting freaky, huh? Getting freaky on the stage here. Ian's hilarious. That uh, reminds me of the Bill Hicks bit about, Paul, I think Ringo's on the, he's in the ceiling in the corner talking about a submarine. Get him down. They have a broom they're trying to get him down with. It's a great bit. Unlike anything I've ever said. Like a really good bit. Good thing you guys all know my name because sometimes I forget it and you walk up to me, you're like, Mark, right? I'm like, yes! That is fucking who I am, dude. I feel bad because I don't remember any of your names. I don't know any of your names at all. I barely know Ian's name. You're not me. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. (laughs) I'm pretty white, dude. Like, accents throw me off completely. They do. Like, it's a heavy, deep accent. I'm like, yeah, dude, just drive and shut up, please. Why does it smell like someone's shit in here? It was a taxi joke. I take taxis. I don't take, I don't take Ubers. Down with the patriarchy, right? Some, some shit. I don't know. Pam wants to kill herself right now. I don't know what it is. I see it in her eyebrows. She's ready. Fucking ready to just say fuck all this shit, dude. Me too. Hashtag, hashtag me as well. I, uh, I don't understand this new generation of music, like at all I don't I'm 27 I'm not old enough to have these thoughts but I do I do have these thoughts and they just fucking go around my brain like a hamster on a wheel just I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it I don't understand I work with a lot of young young 18 19 20 year olds he was driving he's like hey what do you want to listen to and I was like fuck they, I, Try to take the the best out I could get. I was like, just play the Christmas Channel on Pandora. First song that comes on, the chorus. Fuck it up, bitch. I want to see you fuck it up, bitch. This is not a Christmas song. Can you imagine someone Christmas caroling with this? Like a little family coming to ding dong. You open the door. Fuck it up, bitch. I want to see you fuck it up, bitch. The jingle bells. We're working on that joke. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely in Detroit. In Stockton, too. Stockton, California. I'm from Stockton. A lot of people don't know where that's at. This one time after a show, this guy came up to me and was like, I've heard of Stockton. I've been to Stockton. I went to rehab in Stockton. That is like the exact opposite thing you want to go to Stockton for. <laughs> that's like going to the Epstein Island to stop fucking kids. That is, you're going to relapse, Doug. You're going you're gonna to relapse. It's going to happen. Not what you want, but it's what's going to happen. Twitter. It's on Twitter. A lot of you are on Twitter. I can tell by your eyebrows. You're on fucking Twitter. I know. You're on Twitter. Over there, you're looking into the hive mind, what everyone thinks, right? What everyone thinks now is that white people have no culture. And if that's the case, who wants to take credit for meatloaf? Who wants that? Who's taking credit for that? That was created in Modesto, California. Like meth. All white culture. That's my people. It may not be pretty. It's like macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. And chips on top. It, you may not like it. It may not be pretty to you or digestible. But it is my culture. I can't wait to die. Honestly, you're welcome. I did not have to do this. But I'm really glad that I did, because I love Pam Benjamin, and I love you guys. Thank you so much. Mark Neuer, everyone. It's always a rare treat. Uh, you can see Mark Neuer next Thursday at OMG. We're having a special little Christmas show that Rakesh said, will you do a show? Okay. Thursday the 15th, we're doing a show. <laughs> yeah, three billion gods in the firmament, and I only worship Rakesh. You're next, because if you got it, he's, he's Indian. Okay. We have to explain the joke. It's not funny. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Philip Fabian. How's it going, guys? Man, 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 what a week we had, man. I don't think, I think we, I don't, I don't think I don't ever want to hear women ever say that men don't do enough for the WNBA anymore. Can we, am I right about that? <laughs> we gave away a fucking terrorist for a pothead. And and this guy is so bad that he had Nicolas Cage like make a movie about him. Can you imagine being so bad that Nicolas Cage, already a freaking terrible actor, already has to make a movie about your ass, you know? Man. I, and uh yeah, I just I just I just think I just the worst trade in history, honestly. I mean honestly, can we believe this? But uh man, what else what else do I got here? Uh man. Has anyone ever been to Fresno? Yeah, yeah. I was. I have family in Fresno, and every time I go to Fresno, when I think of my family, Fresno, or I think of Fresno in general, it's it's kind of like that one Republican uncle that kind of comes to Thanksgiving. Okay, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, Brian? How you doing? Good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock star over here. Um, all right, cool. So uh, as you can tell by my jacket, it's my favorite jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Gets me late all the time. Um, never. Um, but as you can tell by my jacket, I love taking Molly. It's, yeah. And the great thing I think about Molly is that I think it makes hanging out with stupid people awesome, you know? And it just makes things more tolerable. I mean, have you guys ever been in a rave or the Sahara tent at Coachella? 
You've been in Sahara Tent of Coachella? I mean, you, yeah, I mean, if you've been, man, it, you definitely look the type. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, man, you, you got it. You got it going on, man. I mean, you got the whole fit. You got the whole gangster mafia look going on. You look good. You look good. But, you know, when you're in the Sahara Tent or any rave, you know, typically the IQ of people in there is like greater than one but less than three. But when you're rolling on fucking Molly, suddenly they're the best friend that you ever had in your fucking life. And I think it's going to be awesome when uh, everyone at a funeral takes on Molly. I don't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, I think that's going to be good writing. Okay, so, uh, yeah, what else do I got here that I wrote uh, on the toilet at work? Um, uh, elections. You know, elections. I, you know, can we be frank? We could kind of see this train wreck coming from like three years away. Am I right? I mean, I feel like the next election cycle is kind of like a sequel to a movie that's never been that never should have been made in the first fucking first place. Kind of like Airbud 2. Have you guys ever seen Airbud 2 or Airbud 1? You know, Air, in case you guys don't know, Airbud is a, a movie about a golden retriever dog that plays basketball. Yeah. And golden retriever and the second one, Mark is a uh, called Golden Receiver. Huh? Where he plays football. You know, where he plays football. Can you imagine being so fucking bad at your fucking job that you get dunked on by a dog? Man. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to sit this one out because, you know, the next election cycle is with like a senile old man and another senile old man and another senile old man. You know, Kanye West. You know, <laughs> can we believe that the guy's in? And he hired like the weirdest gay guy. Okay, now I'm gonna, this is going to go on for another bit. So anyway, that's all I got. Um, yeah, have a good day, guys. Stella Fabian. I'm espousing the joys of the Airbud franchise. It really doesn't get cooking until the ninth sequel, the ninth installment, Airbud 9, Airbud in Space. Or it's Airbud. Yeah, he's got puppies, and then they all have like space suits. It's pretty incredible. It's like they're on a spaceship. Airbud 9. That's where they really. That's where they really move the plot along. Your next comedian. I'd like to see him play basketball against a golden retriever. Put your hands together for Jared Zeta. Golden retrievers are taller than me, by the way. Like, if I was a dog, I'd be that one. How are we doing? What's up, guys? What's up? You're dressing pretty sexy, to be honest. Yeah. You go. You going out today? Is it a special occasion? Oh. Is that an Irish accent? Oh. Okay. I'm going to move away from this. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Jared. Uh, I'm from San Diego. Uh, I don't know if you... Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what it's like to live in San Diego, but it's hot as balls all the time. Oh, th thank you for mouthing my own joke. <laughs> You're going to say my jokes to me now? <laughs> all right. <laughs> what was it? Do you, do you know it? Yes, just like this man right here. Hot as balls, like him. Ron, know how hot? Yeah, I'm actually white. Uh, I've just been barbecued Filipino. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do stand-up because I want to be rich and famous. 
I do stand-up so I can have something to put on my Tinder bio. Saying you're a stand-up comedian is a lot better than saying you're five foot two and work at Pete's Coffee, you know? Uh, to calm down my nerves whenever I go up on stage, I like to record myself. That way I can tell myself, regardless of whether I bomb on stage, I can just look at the recording and just add a laugh track onto it. No one has to know. To be honest, all I really need is a screenshot of me with a microphone. That's all I really need for the pic on Instagram. All I really need is that and a misleading caption. No one has to know that I'm not funny. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I peaked in high school. Uh, I was uh, very popular back then. I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. I'm, I'm glad my misery's funny to you, Fabian. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I was on my way to smoke weed with a friend at a local park, and a car hit me as I was crossing the street. You know, it's funny, uh, my grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I just didn't think it would involve a fucking Kia Sorento, you know? Uh, I was in a wheelchair and a full body cast, so it was really hard to walk, but it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to, like, the hottest girl I saw and just guilt-tripped the shit out of her. First, it didn't work, but eventually she caved in when I reminded her about the charges I filed for hitting me with her car in the first place. Uh, I moved out here to San, uh, San Francisco. Uh, well, San Francisco is not as hot or sunny as San Diego. San Francisco makes it up by having a thousand times more poop on the ground. Uh, San Diego's a little bit conservative. I never fit in. I was called weird a lot. Uh, but, but I feel like I fit in a lot more here in San Francisco. Finally, people don't look at me weird when I'm pooping on the street, taking heroin on the bus. Feels good to be considered normal here. Hasn't always been great, though. I actually, uh, recently just got fired. Uh, it's, yeah, thank you. I, mean, I appreciate your concern. It does suck, but honestly, dude... I feel good about it because I stood up for myself, you know? Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Honestly, dude, like, fuck children, all right? I think in some cases it should be okay to fight 12-year-olds. That should be socially acceptable. Like, honestly, dude, fuck being the bigger person. At 12 years old, they're already fucking bigger than me, all right? All right? I don't care if they're in a wheelchair. Yeah, you like that groan? Yeah. Well, you know, you know what this kid said to me. He told me if I was a car, I'd be a hot. Well, okay, you know what? All right, Pam told me to wrap it up. I'm gonna get the fuck off stage. Give it up for her. Jared Senna, everyone. He was so in the moment, he didn't hear the horn. It's okay. Uh, no, it's fine. I, it's fine. I just wanted to. You, you saw the other sign. That was fantastic. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy lack motion for Kava to sing. Me and Jared are the same height, so it's always really convenient when I go after him. Because, okay. <laughs> um, 
All right. Uh, my parents are super obsessed with like arranging my and my siblings' marriages. Um, and I'm not against arranged marriages. I just think that a lot of brown parents will push their sons into it to help them get their shit together, uh, which feels kind of counterintuitive, right? It's like, it's like if you saw someone was drowning and then you toss them a wife, you know? <laughs> um, but my brother, my brother, he took, he took the bait, okay? He, uh... He, uh, my brother got a wife where therapy was supposed to be, you know, and I, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like we all have avoided behaviors. Like, I don't know, there, uh, anyone have tattoos, <laughs> you know, like I have, a I, um, in college, there was like a time where every girl went through like a, a great depression and then they, they ended up getting like a tattoo and it would only come, it would only have like a quote from like that would come from a motivational speaker and they would put it in like a sexy part of their body so that when they were sad, they would just like, I shouldn't waste my life, you know? <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. What was, what else was I gonna say about that? Oh yeah, but my, my avoided behavior is uh, I listen, I can't stand silence, so I listen to music a lot, but I listen to too much music and I found out that it was too much because I, I found out I was in like the top point one percent of Spotify listeners. And, and I told my friend that, and she was like, how much music do you listen to? And I was like, enough to make the voices disappear. <laughs> um, my, <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to respond. Um, my dad, uh, my parents drive me nuts, but I can't divorce my parents. Uh, one reason is because my dad is my prescriber. Uh, which is not, you're not supposed to do that. I was speaking to like, one of my doctors, you know, she was like, where do you get your meds from? And I was like, Dr. Singh. Um, and she was like, oh, oh, that's, that's bad practice. And I was like, technically detrin, it's malpractice. But no, so I, I get my, I'm, I get my meds from my dad and, um, you know, it was fine. Everything was stellar for the first like 18 years of my life until I entered college. And then I started getting sexually active and then the conversation got awkward. You know, I'd be like, hey, dad, um, so how long after seeing a comedian who thinks he's going to make it should I get on Lexapro, you know? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> is Biden alive? Anyone know? That man, he... It's so funny. My friend was scolding me for not wanting to visit my parents, so they sent me this test. But, and it says, it's called See Your Folks, and it tells you the number of times you'll see your parents before they die. And I, my parents are 65, so the test told me, you will see your parents 15 times before they die, which is dark, but it, it encourages you to visit your parents, which I realize is literally the age of Biden right now as the president. And I have no idea what he's doing, but what I do know is that when he looks, he's always like he's always like squinting, and I can't tell if it's because he's trying to confirm whether or not like that speck at the corner of his eye is like dust or like heaven's pearly gates, you know? Okay, that was it. I'm a liberal. I feel like I can say that. Come and sing, everyone. Get that junk out of your eye. Um, I, I, I didn't have an. I'm sorry. I didn't know what to say. Um, your 
next comedian, I think that his name, if I could pronounce it, is the name for that gunk that you find in your eye. Uh, no, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. One day, he's got to take me in the room and, like, school me through it really easily. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Art G. I don't even know how to pronounce my own last name. What's going on, guys? We're all here on a Friday night. Let's give it up for us for being out here, yeah? yeah. Thank you. Guys, I'm single, uh, so I've been on dating apps. The other day, I got matched with this girl on Tinder, and her profile bio said, I don't have any kids on my own, so I don't date men with kids. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so I started talking to her, asking what she does for work, and she said, Child Protective Services, they're the people that take kids away from abusive homes. Have you ever heard of them? I told her, of course I have. Thank God for them, because I wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. Um, I like to date women that are out of my league, but the good thing is I'm short and bald, so that's most women. Pretty big pool to choose from. I also don't really like it when very attractive girls find, uh, are interested in me because I don't like underachievers. Do better. You know what makes dating real difficult? Inflation. Inflation has made dating real difficult. Not the economic inflation, just men exaggerating about how tall they are. You know what else? Being married. <laughs> uh, recession. Recession has made dating difficult. Again, not the economic recession, just my fucking hairline. You know what's the most difficult thing? Depression. Depression has made dating difficult. That's not a joke, guys. I'm really fucking sad. I don't know if I guys told if I don't I don't know if I told you guys this yet, but I'm bald. And what's interesting is I'm the only bald man in my family. That means there was nobody to teach me things like how to shave your head, that you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head, or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. Fucked up. Alright, I have a confession, guys. I'm not really bald, I did this for material. Um, I've been in San Francisco for 20 years, and I think San Francisco is interesting because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? You guys know how they have like designating parking spots for people with disabilities, like the handicapped parking spots? You know they got designated parking spots for assholes? They're called Tesla chargers. Another confession, guys. I'm an asshole. Um, I think it's interesting because the perception of Tesla's changed. Because like when I first got it, people were like, "Art, oh, that's great. You must really want to save the environment." But now people are like, "Art, oh, you're an asshole. You must really want to suck Elon's dick." And I just don't get why people assume that those two things are mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? I want to suck his dick and save the environment. All right. So I'm an immigrant, guys, and I'm Armenian. I'm an immigrant. And before coming here, my family went through like a lot of struggles and hardships. My parents are refugees. They escaped violence. We came to U.S., didn't have anything, had to learn the language. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, right? They have similar stories. But I got this coworker that always tries to relate to me on immigrant shit. She always wants to remind me that she's an immigrant too. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like two, three years ago, my country, Armenia, we were at war. We we're fighting a dictator for our survival as a nation. Two, three years ago, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. It's not the same. I'm Armenian, but I'm also one-eighth Russian. My great-grandma was Russian. So some of that Russian thinking is still in me because sometimes I look at Canada and it'll just think like, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? All right, thank you, guys. Archie, everyone. Blame Canada. They're not even a real country anyway. That was lovely art. Um, all right. He's the one making San Francisco a soul-sucking wasteland of Lexuses. Thanks, Art. Your next comedian is joining us all the way from Vermont. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sam West. Yay! Hey, what's up, everybody? Is this the one? Yes, it is. All right. Hey, you guys seem pretty cool. I like to try some new things on Friday, or at least I'm saying that now, so I start doing that. Is that okay with you all? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to try and rework a few things, too. Jesus Christ. Starting with putting the mic stand up. All right, we're just going to stay there. All right. Uh, all right. New stuff. I have a friend. He's colorblind. I tried to do a coloring book with him, but all he could see was blank pages. I accidentally put my pizza in the oven at 32 degrees instead of 320. Now it's baked frozen. All right, this next one is more just airing out frustrations than anything. God put a squirrel knuckle where my moose knuckle should be. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try telling a, uh, uh, this used to be like a one-liner S thing. I'm gonna try dragging it out and, and adding some new things. Uh, I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. Like, I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. I had to break it off with Pinocchio. I really liked him, but he kept doing and saying excessively kinky shit. Like the first night, he wanted me to tie him up by his own strings. I thought, oh, this is kind of weird, not really my thing, but you know what? Teach their own. The second night, he wanted me to stare deep into his puppet hole without blinking. I thought this is getting very, very uncomfortable, but you know, each their own. The third night he wanted to role play. He wanted me to p pretend to be another puppet, Elmo. I was like, all right, you know, I'll, uh, fuck it, I'll, uh, Elmo, like, Elmo, Elmo likes that. You know, I can, I can fuck with Elmo. But he never told me what he was gonna be. And I had to find out the hard way. Because midway through coitus, he turned around and said, I'm a real boy. All right, we're all having fun. Uh, I'm not into the idea that Amazon can map out my house with those new Roomba vacuum cleaners. So every now and then, I like to take mine and put it on a treadmill and just let it go. And I like to think somewhere in a dark room, Jeff Bezos is losing his mind, wondering why I have a four-mile-long hallway in my little apartment. Did you blow the horn already yet, Pam? Okay, cool. I'm going to try a couple other things then, but I forgot where I put them, so here we go. Here we go. Reworking these, rather. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. Uh, I lost my job recently. Tough day. Spent an entire week looking for it, retracing my steps. I finally found it. I was so excited. But when I went back, they were so upset I had been missing for five days. They fired me. 
I'm gonna end with this one, I think, all right? I, one last silly one. My mother tried to kill herself when she was younger. She got real drunk, got behind the wheels of a car, drove recklessly into a tree, but walked away unharmed. About a week later, true story, she found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy you see standing in front of you today. But I can't help but wonder, had she known she was pregnant, would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks everybody, appreciate it. Yay, Sam Wes, drying out new stuff. I didn't know that was the purpose of a Roomba. Of course it is. Of course it is, so they can map out everyone's houses for when the attack comes. Um, right? Uh, I'll never get it. I'm never letting AI in the in my house. It's just like a vampire. You have to invite them in. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Wow, you're tall. Uh, um, so recently, my company laid off 1,200 people. And I think my time is coming soon, you know, and it's a it's a scary it's a scary time. Like I started thinking all these thoughts like, oh my God, San Francisco is so expensive. If I lose my job, I'm not gonna be able to afford groceries. But also, I'm gonna lose so much weight without even trying. You know. People are going to be like, oh my God, what diet are you on? You look amazing. I'm going to be like, oh my God, California unemployment. You know, I think it's going to be really nice. Uh, recently, I got an exciting opportunity to do a show in LA. And when the promotional flyer got posted, another comic posted and said, isn't it crazy how some people just get opportunities because they're cute and not because they're actually talented? And I was so shocked, I messaged him. I had to say something. I was like, hey, I didn't know you thought I was cute. That's a real nice compliment. I was real flattered. I was like, if you wanted to sleep with me, just say so, you know? It's real nice. Um, I spent most of my childhood uh, with my cousins in Taiwan, which uh, just meant that I learned how to do the peace sign a lot in uh, every given opportunity. I really, I really enjoy doing the peace sign to like say hello to people, but it gets real awkward when they're not trying to say hello back to me. <laughs> You know, like I feel like when you're waving at someone and they're not trying to say hi back to you, you can kind of play it off and just like move your hair. But when you're doing a peace sign and they just like try and walk past you, like what do you do? I'm just like, oh, it's a bunny, you know? Like it's really awkward. Um, let's see. Um, I've always, I've always struggled with my sexuality. When I was younger, I was convinced that I was a lesbian. My whole high school career, I thought I was a lesbian. Turns out I just wanted friends, you know, which is a insane realization. I was like, oh, I don't want to see a vagina. I just want companionship. You know, it's wild. Um, the first time that I watched lesbian porn, I, I, I kind of liked it up until the actual porn part, you know. <laughs> Leading up to it, they were just chit-chatting in their pajamas, and I was like, oh, that seems really nice. I would like that, too. <laughs> you know? Um, let's see. Those were really the main things I wanted to do. 
um oh uh it's it is crazy it, it is crazy that that it's december you know it's almost the end of the year in january i had a new year's resolution to procrastinate less and i have not started that new year's resolution yet so i have a couple weeks left so that's nice all right thank you Denise Lee, everyone. All right. Your next comedian. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him here. He's a really cute little dog with him. Yay! Put your hands together for Dominion Sims. Yay! Hello. Why is the ocean salty? Because the sky is bigger. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows what the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon is? Pretty much, it's an event where 2,000 athletes start on Alcatraz, then they swim a mile and a half in cold, choppy water to San Francisco, then ride a bike through the city's hills for 18 miles, then finish the race by running eight miles on a trail. Years ago, there was a 40-year-old something who was not so handicapped for having one arm placed 20th in the top 20. They interviewed the guy after the race, after the competition, and he was quoted as saying, I would have came in sooner if I wasn't swimming in circles at the start. Yeah. His, his friends now call him a circle jerk. What do old TV sets and women have, in, uh, have share, the, share in common? <laughs> if they start acting up, you can usually go back to watching the game in peace after a good smack. <laughs> yeah, see, she's laughing. She wants to laugh. It's a, it's a, it's a shocker joke. And yeah, they'll tell you the truth. Gals usually like that shit more than guys do. <laughs> so it's my little shocker joke. Good, good, good sense of humor. Speaking about hard slaps. Damn, I guess Will Smith really is from West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Footwork was impeccable. Defense impregnable. I heard a lot of new comics. I hear a lot of new comics talking about jerking off. I'm going to talk about picking my nose. Oh, <laughs> I'll admit that it's an unsavory habit, but it feels really good. <laughs> and, and when you have wide nostrils, it makes rummaging around super inviting. <laughs> Stupid. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm also a switch picker, so I can pick us equally well <laughs> with both hands. Sorry, this is the first time I've ever done this. But I hate when I can't, I hate when I cut my fingernails. Boogers will turn into fucking gold medal Olympian wrestlers with the twisting, turning, and rubbing starts happening. And I'm like, and I'm extending for the hard to reach places instead of getting an easy hook and pull. I'm so involved in the moment, it looks like I'm pointing to different parts of my brain. 
If it were a cartoon, a finger would pass through the white of my eyes, maybe poke a pupil and it'll move around a little bit. And on occasion, someone catches me in full dig mode. They look like I stuck my finger at my ass before it was in my nose. Uh, and I'll finish with, I'm from a dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty bleak. And um, after spending a day in San Francisco and then going back to the East Bay, it's like crashing really hard off drugs. You know, you go from a place with museums and culture to where the bay is spelled D-A-B-A-E. You go from grand openings to grand closings. I saw three friends of mine on Facebook dressed in flannel head to toe who were going to a pajama jam. The post read, go outside and enjoy the colors. I thought to myself, no, I'm going to stay inside and avoid the gunfire. That's all I have. Dominion Sims, the only guy that liked COVID tests. <laughs> Remember when they swab your brain with the thingy? You clap your hands wildly, everybody. Your next comedian, Kelly Evans. What's up? Um, you guys ever see Grizzly Man, like the documentary? Uh, I was just watching it recently. If you don't know what it is, it's a documentary about this guy. And like the first 20 minutes is just like him and he's in Alaska and he spends all his time with these grizzly bears and they like play around and it's like beautiful and magical. And then it cuts to a park ranger and the park ranger's like, we told that fucking guy those bears are going to eat him, you know? And <laughs> then it's just like montage of expert after expert about like, this guy is an idiot. Like clearly these bears are not his family. They are going to murder him. But then you see him for the rest of the movie, and, like, dude, this connection he has with these bears is crazy. Like, he'll, like, go pet them, and they just let him. And you're like, you know what? Fuck that park ranger. That guy doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. Like, clearly there's something going on here. And then you get to the end of the movie, and, yeah, they ate him. They fucking ate him. They, <laughs> they did eat that guy. What a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> like, should have listened to the fucking ranger. Um... Uh, I got time for, I'm going to do one story and then, and get off. Uh, I, uh, this is like about, uh, an ex-girlfriend I had that, uh, broke my heart, uh, and also my, uh, laptop and, uh, several other items. Anyway, the point is we, um, we met at a job that we both, we worked at the same restaurant and like immediately like clicked, you know, somebody you meet and you're just like, oh, wow. Like somebody actually also likes the walking dead, you know, like that's not, you know, like it's a woman, you know, that's not like a weird fanboy. And, uh, you know, we had other things in common. So obviously she starts fucking somebody else at work, you know, so that's what she did, you know, playing hard to get right. And, uh, but she said like, she would not like leave me alone. She kept like pursuing me still. And so I eventually was just like, Hey, you gotta like pick a direction. You know, you either leave me alone and date this guy or, you know, we're together and that's it. And so that's what she did. You know, she picked me and everybody was happy except for the guy, Casey. He was not, he was upset. He was definitely upset. And turns out everybody we worked with as well, because they love this guy. And because he was like, he plays guitar. He's pretty like, he is like, uh, he saved two people's lives with the Heimlich maneuver. He hurtled over a table once. This guy was like Jesus of the restaurant. And I just crucified the shit out of him. But I'm agnostic, so fuck him, you know? Um, anyway, so uh, right around the same time, uh, Sally starts uh, having, like, episodes, you know? Like, here we would call it bipolar, but in Texas we're just like, she's quirky, you know? Like, that's kind of just how, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, she lights her stuff on fire. That's cute. You know, like, that's 
what the vibe was. It was just fine, you know, because, but I was like in love and I felt like, I don't know, I had like a bit of a, it, I was like, do I, what do I do? Should I, you know, because I asked her to go to therapy. I was like, hey, whatever, CBT, EMDR, whatever, just do something. And she decided to go to a therapy that we developed in Texas called, I'm fucking fine, move on, you know? So, uh, so that did not work out. Anyway, we're, um, I'm like, I'm having a dilemma, right? Do I dump her? What, what I will just keep trying. And so the solution for that was let's move in together. Let's move into and move to San Francisco where we know nobody else. So that did not make things better. As you can guess, she got wild after that. Like she started interrogating me after I get off work and, uh, cause I'd split cabs with people I worked with. And I, wor I, I worked with this woman, and she's like, oh, yeah, you, you want to fuck Helen? And I'm like, Helen is 60, all right? And a lesbian, so she's not into me. Anyway, I tried. Um, no, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so, uh, so eventually things kind of, like, peak to where um, she kind of loses her shit and just full-on comes home one night drunk and just starts swinging on me. And then, yeah, fucking hit me in the face a couple times, broke the laptop, cops had to get involved. It was a whole thing. I was like, this is it. I'm breaking up with you. And she's like, so we're on a break? Is that, you know? <laughs> she did not really see what I was trying to say. And so I moved out. And I was staying with a friend of mine. And the thing is, uh, she started being really sweet after that. She's, like, writing me little poems and, like, apologizing. Like, I would never do that again. I'm so sorry. And to be honest, things were not going well on Tinder. So I was considering it. I was like, you know what? Maybe it could be better, you know? Maybe it'll improve. And then one night, it's, like, 3 a.m., and I'm, like, on a kink website. You know, like a dating website, you know, like uh, collar.com or something. Whatever. Don't, you know, fucking don't judge me. Anyway, I'm on there, and I'm like, I got to close it down. And I start getting call after call from my ex, and I'm like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And I uh, realized uh, after this that she had hacked my computer and was tracking all my web activity. And so she had seen me chatting with somebody on this kink website and then rented a Prius for an hour drove it underneath an awning and then climbed up a fire escape three floors to then threaten me on the window. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I'll break this fucking window to get in. And I was like, you're going to wake up the guy next door. <laughs> and she did not care. And she was like, go ahead and call the cops again. I was like, okay, we're going to talk, you know? So I went downstairs and after like hours of finally conversing, I, I finally got the point across as like this is like this is over the line and that's it and I never I was like that was a line I was like, I never spoke to her again after that because I had to respect myself you know I mean we did have sex like three more times but after that that's when I respected myself thank you very much that's my time appreciate it have a great night yay Kelly Evans that was so entertaining I just didn't want to honk you or stop you because your flow was so perfect that is I loved your story and that was it's magical I'm glad you're still with us that was really <laughs> scary she might have killed you so that's nice I might have been one of those girls you guys the craziest thing I ever did I had a guy who was we kind of were I thought he was my boyfriend he wasn't my boyfriend I didn't understand how that worked in college but I broke into his apartment when he wasn't there and I baked cookies and then I cleaned up so I left a plate full of warm cookies on the kitchen and he was like you are psychotic never talk to me again 
ever. And I was like, I thought that's like a sweet thing to do. If someone broke into my apartment, baked me cookies and cleaned up after themselves, I'd be flattered. I'd be in love. I, that would be the end. I'll be, I'd be like, let's get married. And I don't even believe in marriage. That's why I'm like the girl who, I'm the type of girl that would climb the fire escape and throw pebbles at it like I'm Bobby Brady. Like, it's romantic, isn't it? <laughs> Put your hands together for your next comedian, Brian Clune. Has the taste for ducks and duck sauce, so tell Lord Digger, Digger Grace for the bones, sticks and stones, while I kick some ancient homes. I love you. There we go. Hi, everyone. First time here. Thanks, Pam. Thanks. I'm going to try out some new stuff as well. Uh, holidays are here. We just got our Festivus poll set up. Uh, I wonder uh, if anybody else is enjoying the holidays. It's a great time of year. But for me, there's a special thing that goes on this time of year because I'm a nogaholic. I'm a nog addict. I love the golden liquid, eggnog. Oh, Pam too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I drink it right out of the carton, and and it's so thick, it's like spackle, but mmm, intense nogginess. I re I really like that. Uh, but generally, I hate Christmas. I know that's not a great thing to declare, uh, but fortunately eggnog helps me through uh, this dilemma uh, because uh, well eggnog and brandy always makes me feel better uh, also uh, <clears throat> what oh uh, oh yeah eggnog makes Christmas Well, if I had my glasses on, I'd be able to read this. <laughs> and, and you'd think that because I wrote it, I might have remembered. But. <laughs> okay, so the last one here is, uh, uh, eggnog and brandy makes Christmas dandy. Latte, eggnog latte, will make your day. And then the last one here is, if any of you are looking for a delicious and nutritious fetage, then eggnog golden showers. That's what I recommend. Uh, we did get a dog for Christmas last year, and we named it eggnog. Uh, it's a problem, though, if I tell my wife that the eggnog has expired. <laughs> I, I have to explain to her that I'm talking about the stuff in the refrigerator. But uh, Noggy is a smart doggy. I, I really uh, enjoy that dog. And to be good parents, uh, we took the dog to dog obedience school, and, and uh, we're just about fully trained at this point, a year later. Uh, I've stopped barking. I no longer chew shoes. And uh, I don't hump visitors when they come over anymore. So I'm, I'm learning uh, how to be a good dog. And, uh, 
and the dog wants to go around the neighborhood about twice a day. So we go around the neighborhood together peeing on all sorts of bushes. Uh, the neighbor doesn't like it when I pee on her rose bush, but you know, I've been trained. And, uh, and what I learned was, you gotta watch out for those thorns on the, on the bush. And uh, also she'll chase me out of her yard if I take a dump on her lawn. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm still working on some of my training, but we're doing okay. And uh, thanks for putting up with me. You know, I'm old, I may not be able to get back here ever again. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking into the light here and hoping I don't move that way. Uh, but Pam told me I'm almost out of time, and, and that's a bad message for me, but, <laughs> but, I, but I understand, Pam, and, and thanks for having me. <laughs> Brian Clune, everyone, yay. He's so old, he has to use reading glasses to pack his bong. Um, here's a little trick with eggnog, everybody. Um, this is a little trick that I made up. Eggnog is actually just liquid ice cream, so if you want to make the easiest coolest thing for Christmas, you just get eggnog and put it into an ice cream machine and bada bing, bada boom, it just turns into ice cream. You can impress your friends or your parents or whatever by ice cream. Just make, cause yeah, serve it with pumpkin pie. Oh my God, frozen, I, okay, anyway. So you all try it this year if your mom has, has an ice cream machine. I of course have an ice cream machine. I don't know any other comic that would though, but I bet Brian has one at his house. Your next comedian, he probably has an ice cream machine at his house. He strikes me, actually he strikes me as the kind of guy who would do the old school way of the two coffee cans inside each other with like the ice and the salt. Put your hands together for John Madden. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. And yes, we do have an ice cream machine. <laughs> yes, you absolutely nailed it. Uh, hi, I'm on the, uh, this is the last uh, step of my introductory tour of the open mics for San Francisco. I'm just going around introducing myself to all of you wonderful comedians who make up 99% of the audiences. And, and I, I just want to say I'm, I'm really happy to be sharing such awesome company because there's some funny people here tonight and even somebody probably older than me. So that's, that's nice for me too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you, Pam, also, who is an amazing uh, backbone of the whole scene. I, it's interesting. I chose this, this last uh, sort of introductory phase uh, here because years and years ago, I was, uh, we did a radio show here uh, called Radius Radio with my friend Kevin Harris. Good uh, hello out there if you're listening. Um, I know there are other people listening, but I'm not going to bother with, with all of that. Uh, <laughs> so um, I am from Michigan. I do like hockey. I grew up uh, a long, long ass time ago, like re like Atari, like floppy disks, like no Metro Transit, no internet, no internet, no Prodigy, uh, not even Madonna. I, when I <laughs> when I was growing up, there was she was just some lady from Detroit. Oh, yeah, she's probably going to do something as soon as she gets the hell out of here, which is what I did, and uh, that helped me do anything at all as well. Michigan is born to move. That's roughly how it was uh, when I was growing up. Uh, probably still is, uh, although things have gotten a little bit better uh, since the militias have been put in their place a little bit. There's uh, less toxic waste. There's less people. Um, and here we are in San Francisco where there's an enormous amount of people and an enormous amount of 
empty apartments and then those people live on the streets and uh, that works out pretty well, I guess, for the people who own the empty apartments. But I pay like 12,000 a month, so you know I gotta figure it out because I got a studio. So, you know, <laughs> plenty of room uh, for the whole family. Um, I'm kind of not not really certain what I'm doing up here right now. <laughs> I, I'm just sort of flailing a little bit, and that's kind of fun because I haven't really done that yet. You know, this is still I'm in like open mic number three. I'm like exploring the medium, you know. So it's like, what are we gonna do? Crowd work or referential humor? Go down a Dennis Miller hill? Oh boy, that Hundred Years of War. That's hilarious, you know. Um, the uh, the other line I'm in is. Uh, uh, broadcasting and history. So I'm a, I was a historian for many years, which makes everything seem just kind of irrelevant and futile and just a drop of water in a giant river, if you're to believe Parmenides or Heraclitus. And yes, I can do a whole routine that would be good in 2400 BCE, but I don't know that anybody here is going to really pick up on all those Corinthian jokes. Uh, you know, oh, Thessalonica, boy, now that's a swinging, that's his boy, they, you know, those Thessalonicans. Um, See, nobody gets it. Dead, dead, deadpan. No, no, nothing. <laughs> dead. <laughs> and get that damn clown out of here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I guess that's all for now. So there's going to be more later. Thank you very much, and welcome aboard. Sean Madden. Don't worry. I know who Heraclitus is. Heraclitus is the guy who says that you never step in the same river twice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and now we was the Thessalonians from the Bible, but Thessaloniki is still a town. It's a, the northernmost biggest. It's like the third biggest town in Greece. Yeah, um, I like to read too. <laughs> That's like no one. It's okay. No one will ever get your jokes either. I love putting like I love having like really deep references, and people just look at me blankly. They're like, "Oh, you know how to read? Uh, can't you talk about Tinder like everybody else?" Put your hands together, everybody. One more time for John Madden. Yay! All right. Um, your next comedian is also pretty new and um, very lovely. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Hey, how are we doing, guys? Oh, thank you. <laughs> are you oh, it's Machine. Hi, how's it going, Machine? Fuck yeah. Have you gone up yet? No, you're going... Okay, you're going up... At, oh, man. Well, wait till you see this guy. I know he looks like Terminator from the back, but from the front. Mm, fucking beautiful. Anyway, I'm going to stop um, uh, expressing my man crush up here and get into my set. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my childhood, actually. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop, you know? The word pop was a lot of fun, right? Like, uh, popcorn is way more fun than corn, right? And a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle. And a pop is way better than no dad. <laughs> yeah, that was that was sadder than I implied at the beginning. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's true though. I didn't have a dad growing up. I did have a single mom though. Uh, you can give it up for single moms. Yeah, we're feeling like yeah, we're feeling single moms tonight. That's good. That's good shit. I like single moms a lot. You know, my mom was a small business owner, which is really cool. But it would have been cooler if it was a mom and pop shop. <laughs> You know, it's, it just rolls off the tongue better. It sounds better than just small business owner, you know, mom and pop shop. That, that's fun, isn't it? Mom and pop. Mom and pop. Yeah. Also, if you have a mom and pop shop, that means you have a dad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, my brother is a uh, woodworker. Uh, that's what he he calls himself a woodworker. We just we just call him a cocksucker. 
<laughs> so uh, I have a small penis. Anyone else have a small penis? <laughs> just just one woman, huh? <laughs> it's a none of the men. Just one 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 woman has a small penis. Okay, okay, that's cool. Everyone everyone's packing heat. One out of one out of one out of six. And sure, that's weird. That's statistically that's pretty unlikely, isn't it? It's one out of. <laughs> One out of six. That's interesting. That's weird. That's weird how that works, you know. No one else? No? No one wants to man up? No one wants to raise their hand? No? Come on. One person. Just for fun. Sam, you want to go? Okay. Never mind. It's not even going to be funny anymore. It's not even going to be funny anymore. It took too long. It took way too fucking long to get someone. Fuck. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. <laughs> So I have a small penis, though. Mine is very small. You know, I know you guys are all fucking packing heat, but not me. Not fucking me. I'm just standing up here with a small fucking penis. First of all, why don't you guys fucking do OnlyFans or something? Why do you have to crowd up the comedy scene with your big dicks? Jesus Christ. You guys have other options. You guys have fucking options. Jesus. No, but my dick is small. I need a Viagra just to look flaccid. You know what I mean? It's pretty fucking small. I was dating this girl for a little while, and she broke up with me a little while ago and said, it's not you, it's me. My pussy is too big. <laughs> it's yeah, so it was mostly I guess it's not that small. It was mostly on, on her, mostly her fault. But yeah. Dating has been tough though. I took a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> she always nails the timing on that, doesn't she? That was good shit. Yeah, that was good shit. No, yeah, but it is small though. <laughs> it is small, yeah. I, t I tried to tell the judge, you know, I was like, I went to fucking court for child porn, and I told him, I was like, hey, that's my dick in the picture, and he said, you're going to juvie. <laughs> Gotta be 18 to take a dick pic, buddy. Yeah, it's small. All right, I'm gonna run uh, one more, a couple more jokes, one one more joke past you. Um, so uh, my brother tried to commit suicide when he was a kid by overdosing on Flintstone vitamin gummies. Yeah. He choked to death. <laughs> 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 I figured that might happen. I figured I got one big laugh and one oh, which is that makes that makes sense. That's pretty much how that joke's always gonna go, right? Anyway, guys, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Raphael Wolfgang. Hey, this is exciting. We have another new person, brand new to the room. I've never seen them before on any stage and I'm excited to see what happens. Put your hands together everybody for Emily Rudolph. I knock on the door. A sweet and low. Wow, I feel really tall now. Um, hi, thank you Pam for doing this. Thanks everybody for being here tonight. Um, at the end too, that's exciting. So uh, yeah, I've also been doing my first San Francisco open mic tour this week. So congrats to you for doing it. Um, yeah, this morning on, on BART, uh, I was verbally accosted by a religious man who took it upon himself to tell me what sexually transmitted demons are. I don't know if it was the nose ring or just like my general demeanor, but he locked onto me from across the train in a black trench coat. Uh, <laughs> have any of you guys ever heard that, that old saying, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Um, well, the worst, the worst STD I ever caught was actually a, an ex-boyfriend of mine, and, uh, oh, I messed that up, I messed that up. All right, I'm going to tell it to you guys again. I fucked it up. I fu God damn it. No. Okay, have any of you guys ever caught an STD? I expected that, <laughs> especially now. Um, <laughs> the worst sexually transmitted demon I ever caught was actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. 
Um, and if you've ever heard that old saying, a wolf in sheep's clothing, you never truly know a demon until you dressed up in women's lingerie. It's, it's okay if you didn't like it, but now it's worse because I had to retell it twice, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I've lived in the Bay Area for about five years now, though. It's been good, pretty good to me overall. I finally got a gay best friend, um, and the conversations he and I have are far better than anything I, I ever imagined. The other day, we were hitting our vapes outside of work, and he turned to me and said, you know, you should really try that anally. It just hits different. Um, again, sometimes that joke is just for me, but I like it. It's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, 